0: Welcome to Beyond the Nest, a podcast for empty nesters. I'm Michelle Evans, a certified life coach, and this is my specialty. We'll talk to experts, share stories, and offer tips on how to cope with empty nest syndrome, find new hobbies, stay connected with adult children, give back to the community, and most important, improve your life. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the podcast. I am gonna be doing a solo episode today, and we are gonna be talking about comparison. So I see this coming up quite often with my clients and in my coaching where people are comparing themselves to each other or comparing themselves to their ideal of where they think they should be and they're not. And it's so interesting when you go to Google, Google describes comparison as a consideration or an estimate of the similarities or dissimilarities between two things. Or two people. It's also the act of evaluating two or more things by determining the relevant, comparable characteristics of each thing. I find that really interesting because we talk about comparison, and sometimes we get into this where we, we start to really ruminate and spin in comparison to other people. So let me give you an example. My kids, when they were in school, they had a assignment in, I can't remember, like 10th grade or ninth grade, that they did the history fair. And I went to, to one of the history fairs, and some of the boards and the projects that the kids had put together, I was like, whoa, this is incredible. And the moms were all about it, and they were helping, and they were involved. And then there was my son, who had obviously done it himself, you know, him and his friends, and it was definitely their project. And I got into comparing like, oh, maybe I should have helped. Maybe I should have done more. I could have been better. These moms are being better at helping their kids than I am being. Anyway, you get the general idea. Just going down that rabbit hole where we start to compare. Well, then I kind of stepped back and I was like, now, wait a second. What if the way that they did it and what if the way that I did it both are right and nothing's gone wrong for either one of us? And that voice in my head really wants to kind of club me. And, and that's a normal tendency of our brain is to that negative bias. And so it wants to tend towards the negative that I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I should be doing more. I could be doing more. But the fact is, did I want to? And honestly, I didn't really want to do the history fair. I wanted my kids to do the assignment. And so was I okay with how I showed up? And was I okay how my kids showed up? Absolutely. Now, there have been times where my kids had come back and been like, Mom, you know, it'd be nice if you just helped us a little bit more than you do and I was like okay like I'm open to that conversation but as our kids you know grow up and get out of the house sometimes we spend time looking backwards and beating ourselves up with that negative bias in our brain and wishing that we would have done more or we we could have done more or we should have been more like you know Molly, Macy down the road that showed up and did things different. And I would just counter that with what if it's totally okay that you showed up the way that you did and it's the best version that you had and it's okay and your kids are okay? Because otherwise, it would presume that we would have some sort of a time machine that we would be able to go back in time and correct something when we really can't. So to just spin in it isn't very helpful. Now, the other way that we get into comparison is comparing somebody's home, the way that they clean, maybe the way they organize. And I used to get into this quite often. And my husband always knew when I was in one of these streaks where I was like, I'm going to get everything organized because the first thing I did was run out and buy some sort of organizational tool. And then six months later, I would throw the organizational tool away. And what I realized was that I have ADHD and organization isn't something that comes naturally. And so instead of beating myself up for not being as organized or my house being as clean as maybe one of my friends just being able to accept that, yeah, this is where I'm at, and it's a little bit messy, and I have other strengths, and it's okay. I don't have to look like everybody else. And that's like a gift that I can give myself. And it's also a form of self-care, just being a little bit kinder and a little bit nicer to ourselves, as opposed to going down this rabbit hole of comparison. Another way that we get into comparison is comparing our bodies, the way we look, and not looking like we think we should, or not looking like the other person that's in the gym that's working out. And so we berate ourselves, which I would just offer that when that happens, first of all, if you look at all of the different types of dogs there are, every single breed looks different, and they all serve a different purpose. Now, I'm not saying that we are dogs. I'm just saying they all have their unique traits. And what if we were able to accept our unique body traits and what our body looks like and we were able to embrace and be kind to ourselves and the people around us with different looks and body types. And how generous and kind would that be to them and to us and how we would be able to really get in a better place for ourselves. So as you're thinking about comparison or if something comes up or somebody says something in a comparative way, being able to stop and pause and stop the conversation and like, actually, I'm not going to go there because that isn't how I am. And that's not going to be how I show up. And it's okay. And it's okay if somebody else shows up completely different. And we don't have to force other people to show up the way that we think they should either. And so it's allowing space and grace for ourselves. It's allowing space and grace for other people. And just getting out of that comparison. Now, when we talk about comparison, we also get into judgment. So I want to touch on judgment as well because we start to judge ourselves or we start to be critically judging of other people. And we think that they're not showing up the way they should or I'm not showing up. And so we club ourselves with this judgment. Now, I like to give emotions names. So when I see judgment showing up, I call it my friend Judd. So here comes my friend Judd. He just showed up, And he's helping club me inside my own brain. And instead of getting into the middle and all of the drama that's going on, being able to invite him in and have a conversation or like, what am I supposed to learn here while I'm sitting in judgment and letting, you know, this emotion pass through me? and it doesn't have to stay, and it, it can ebb and flow, and it can leave. So instead of resisting it or whatever, it's like, we're going to invite it in. We're going to sit on the couch. Here's my friend Judd. We're going to like get all the judgments out, and then we can invite Judd to leave because he he is not actually part of who we are. And so it's being able to observe that and not get into the middle of it with all of the messiness that we sometimes do. So I would just encourage you to be observant and curious about where comparison and judgment is coming up. Why do you think it's coming up? And just sit down and maybe write a journal page and kind of start to see maybe there's some old stories here that are no longer serving me and how much freedom that you'll gain when you can let go of those comparisons and judgments and you're allowed to just show up in the best version of you that's the most authentic, which means you don't have to be anybody else and nobody else has to be you. All right, everybody, that's what I have for you today. I have some exciting new six-week programs coming up, so make sure you stay tuned for those and follow me on Instagram at life or TikTok michelle__evans.life and I have a Facebook page, Michelle S. Evans Coaching. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.